Welcome to Famicast 88, your Famicast for Tokyo Game Show 2016, aka the latter part of September. Uh, I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by James Charlton. I don't always play video games, but when I do, I play Nintendo. There it is. And also joined by Cyrus Delaney. I don't ever play Nintendo games. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait. I thought you... I thought you were tied. Are you tied? He might be. No, I'm filling in for Ty since he's not here, so I'm going to talk about Killer Instinct. Okay. <laughs> oh, Great. God. Well, I mean, yay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like I kind of alluded to uh, introducing the podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about TGS this episode pretty much exclusively, so uh, hold on to your asses and hop on the TGS unicycle as we <laughs> pedal into <laughs> it, oblivion here. It, <laughs> Tokyo lame show, more like, am I right? Huh? Yeah, so, at, least for, at least for Nintendo stuff. I mean, it's... it's I, we'll get, I, that's we'll all that matters. Thanks we'll to the magic of VR, which is so heavy at TGS this year, you don't even have to hold on to your own ass. There's <laughs> like... It could be anyone's ass you can be firmly gripping today. <laughs> well, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> Well, uh, more on that later. Um, <laughs> so let's just go ahead and get things started off properly here. And I thought we would do that with a special round of TGS-related new business. So um, I'll go well, ahead and... Are we going to go into oh. TGS straight away? I mean, there's like, there was some big news that happened before that, right? Shouldn't we get into that first? I mean, let's come on. Let's go ahead and do that then. Well, yeah, I mean... I'm building up for my second David Caruso moment here because mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry to say, guys, there was a death a couple of weeks back now, and uh, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna sleep till I find out who killed Nintendo. All right? If I had sunglasses, I'd be putting them on right now. But you know, cue the music. Somebody's hearing that right now. <laughs> so, yes, I thought I'd get these clowns to help me out here. I'm investigating the death of a hundred, I think it's 120 year old Japanese entertainment company. That's Nintendo. Rest in peace. They died. So, uh, Delaney, what do we got? What do we got? I Who killed them. I thought when the did time they die? of death was like the launch window of the PlayStation 1. <laughs> No, 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 that was the, that was the beginning of the end. This, this, this was the final shot in the head for me. It was the, it was the Apple conference, of course. Mm-hmm. It was uh, September, I think it was September 10th. Is that right, Danny? Oh, I think it was September 7th. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so, yes, so, yeah, September the 7th, like I said, um, in America. So... Who is, who is responsible? That's what I want to find out here. Um, Delaney, what do you got? Who was uh, on stage? Who was, the, who, who was with the murder weapon? Was it Steve Jobs? I think he has something to do with Apple. <laughs> no, he's, he's long dead. He's long that, that's, dead. That's, a, that's about the amount of information I have on Apple. I'm probably the, <laughs> a bad person to talk about Apple products to. Well, no, no. This is that's the whole point. It wasn't. It was. It was. I think it was an inside job because there was a, there was a Japanese dude on stage at Apple, who just put the bullet in, in Nintendo and Mario's head right in front of a, you know, thousands of Americans. I think his name was Shigeru Miyamoto. Right. That's right. 
as he just like, boom, Cap Mario brains all over the stage. Well, um, uh, Danny, who uh, else was there? Some other guy, uh, Bivens. <laughs> Tim Cook. <laughs> Bivens, you're going to be on traffic duty. What's wrong with you? Um, no, that's where I'm already at. The, the guy doing the, uh, we're talking about Super Mario Run in case people haven't clicked on by now. Right. But the, the guy who did the demo, was it? Uh, it wasn't Tezuka. It was no. um, the other guy. <laughs> the other Japanese we, guy. We are clearly well prepared for this show tonight. Right. Well, there was a, there was a pretty high up Japanese dude uh, on, on stage with Miyamoto. And uh, also Bill Trinan. He was translating. Right. Miyamoto, God bless him. He tried to speak English. They're obviously like, you're obviously, I could just imagine him like, you know, a week before the conference, he was like, can I just do the whole thing in Japanese? And they're like, well, you know, this is in America. You know, we, we get all of our, pe our guests to speak English, at least for the first, you know, few paragraphs. And he probably shit himself at that point. Mm. So bless him, Miyamoto. He tried to memorize a, a couple of paragraphs, completely balls it up. Well, hey, you know, actually, I think whenever <laughs> Tim Cook introduced him, mm -hmm. I could have swore that he said, oh, thanks, Steve. Welcome, Mario. And please welcome from Nintendo, the father of Mario, Shigeru Miyamoto. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, team. Thank you, team. Thank you, team. I thought I Mike Evans said that. Yes, that Evan, I think he did. I just only watched it through once, and I said, "Well, what?" And then I just kept watching. <laughs> All those white men, like white guys, look the same anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Thank you, Steve. I mean, to be to be to be fair to Miyamoto, Tim Cook, you know, Steve Jobs, you know, flip a coin. Skinny old white guy. Um, right. talking about Apple. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, one of them's dead though, so you know, he doesn't really have that excuse, does he? Right. But anyway. So yeah, that was this. This is the weird thing. I mean, because you know, maybe a year ago, um, it, was, it was really weird. I like I check, you know, time hop, the thing that I see, like see tweets from a year ago. Maybe it was a couple of days after that conference. Maybe you know the way the calendars work. You know, it wasn't exactly the same date last year, the Apple conference, but like about a day before the last year's Apple conference, two thousand fifteen. Um, somebody tweeted out, oh, I heard rumors Nintendo were going to be at the Apple conference. And I just replied to him immediately and said, what a load of shite. You're like, Nintendo would never go to a fucking Apple conference. Are you mental? What are they going to show a Mario game there on, on iOS, you fucking moron? I think those are, I think those are the words I used uh, against this guy. And there you go, a year later, completely proven wrong. Uh, and it's, I mean, <laughs> even worse. I mean, it's like, do you remember... We might even have done it on this podcast. Like, what games could they have done? What are they going to do on iOS? And, you know, Danny probably came with some crazy answer like, oh, they could do a Mario game. And I went, shut up, Danny, you idiot. <laughs> I right. think maybe, maybe it wasn't on this podcast, but I've heard similar conversations on many, many, many podcasts, you know. Some, yeah, you know, they'll more. They'll never put their flagship titles. Yeah, exactly. They'll just put spin-off things. But... Exactly, exactly. If it's Mario, it's going to be like a Mario touch puzzle game or some. Shit, they're not going to put like a Mario platform game on it. And if it is, what's it going to be an, uh, like a auto runner game, auto runner, you know, because that's all that works on iOS. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. They put News of Mario Brother runner on uh, on iOS. It's sure it's not it's not an infinite runner, but it's it's a runner. And, you know, they got 
you know they've got an, a limit they've got an, sorry they've got an ending to these these stages but it's like it's pretty much the most bankrupt you know like you know zero imagination you know just like completely un nintendo idea i've ever seen it's just so weird you know and that for me it was just like a big like well that's the nintendo i knew out the window that's this is just you know fucked up <laughs> well I, was, I, mean, I wasn't happy with it I, I can understand that but i mean at the same time what the fire emblem game and the animal crossing game are just basically getting pushed into next year so it's Doesn't, like it doesn't give Nintendo, me much hope for those. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, if Nintendo didn't deliver on this, and maybe it's something with the shareholders. Maybe they just needed to prove that, hey, man, we are working on stuff on mobile, like we said, and this is it. I mean, regardless of how you feel about it, I mean, they're still kind of keeping their word or something, you know? And also the fact that Miyamoto's working on this, it's like, hasn't he got better stuff to be doing than this? I, you know, when he says he's working on it, I don't, do you actually believe he's sitting there like, you know, the majority of his work day, just plugging away oh, at that? You know, he's, he's probably going to be like, you know, a producer, like executive yeah. producer on it, right? He's going he's gonna to be overseeing it. It's Mario. He doesn't like to have, you know, new, you know, Mario games just go willy-nilly by some guy, you know, doing everything on their own. He likes to have, you know, some figure, fingers in the pie, right? So, um, yeah, it was very, very weird for me. And, you know, the, the Fire Emblem game and the, the Animal Crossing game, I mean, come on, everybody, just give me all these shitty ideas because that's what's going to happen. Because, you know, all the shitty Mario ideas we had came true. So it's like, what's the worst thing they could do with Animal Crossing? A shop that sells items that you have to pay actual money for. Well, I guess, I'm <laughs> guessing that the Animal Crossing game is going to be like a Farmville. It's just going to be... You know, build your town, and it's going to be like the same. Wait for a while while your energy builds up to build something else. Or whatever. okay, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. That's what's going to happen. And the Fire <laughs> Emblem one is going to be a slot machine thing where you've got all the characters from all the previous Fire Emblem games, and you like slot machine to pick them up, and then you've got these random battles. <laughs> <laughs> that's beyond terrible. I'm not sure even sure that would actually happen. For for Fire Emblem, I was just thinking like you know you know the touch your sits touch your sister's face mini game or something like that. <laughs> who knows who knows but yeah i am disappointed very disappointed with that it was uh it was very strange to see that happening and um i mean it's not even like it's coming out like it wasn't even like and it's out now it was like and it's coming in december it's like okay well you know and then the, the they've also had this like unprecedented partnership with nintendo and apple how you can like not pre-order but like they got this notify thing. I mean, Cyrus, you might you, you might not know this if you don't have a uh, iPhone, but like on the App Store, there's you know there's usually just get, which you know download, and that's it. You know, there's no really other buttons to when you get on the store, right? But on this one, there's a notify, so it's basically like a pre-order or something, or basically they'll tell you when it's available. That's never happened before on the App Store. So this is like Mario's on the front page of the App Store, and it. And you can pre-order it, even though it's not doesn't exist yet. <laughs> and it's like it's a permanent thing on the front page of the App Store. So obviously, That's pretty intense. Money has changed. Much else, money has ex exchanged hands in this deal. Uh, so it's pretty insidious. In what well, I I think so anyway. It's like it's pretty weird. <laughs> I don't know. I, am I the only one that's just kind of indifferent about it? I mean, <laughs> I, I definitely did not have anywhere near this negative reaction that James has. No, I thought it was just 
I thought it was odd to just to see Miyamoto on that stage and to see Bill Trent up there too, talking about Nintendo stuff at a non-Nintendo event. That was just bizarre. But I mean, that that's where the company's going. I mean, not I'm not okay. Not saying they're going to <laughs> exclusively to mobile, but I mean, you know, they're putting their fingers in a bunch of different pies. They they're, they're trying out a lot of different things to make sure that they can stay relevant in today's society. And I think putting something like Mario on, on the smartphone, is, it's, it's not a bad idea to get him, to get him out there. They were saying like they want people to get a taste of things and then play the actual games on the, the home console. Yeah. So it's like, we've already had so many new Super Mario Brothers games. It's like, I really hope that that's not going to be like one of the, the launch NX games. Cause like, fuck me, I've had enough new Super Mario Brothers to last me like, you know, next two decades. Right. I mean, I didn't even, I mean, I completed New Super Mario Bros. U, but I didn't like do everything in it because it was just just got so tedious, you know. So the thought of like playing it with <laughs> with one button on my on my uh, you know iPod is just like so uninteresting to me. It's like, uh, and it's they haven't really changed the visuals at all. It's literally just like a copy paste from the uh, from the another 3ds one, I guess, or yeah, whatever's I mean, closest. Yeah, I, I I'll agree with you on that. I was kind of hoping that maybe they would throw in some kind of classic skins or something like that, but maybe that would screw up the way they do animations hurtling over stuff or, you know, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and Mario like jumps over Goombas. You don't even have to like, you, you won't die if you walk into a Goomba. You'll just like hurdle over them. So it's only just about jump timing and stuff to get the coins. It's not, I don't think you can really die unless you fall into a pit, I think. So it's like, you know, complete noob you know mario which you know i guess i guess that's what they want right they want you know yeah. your grandma your grandma to play it with with her one still working hand <laughs> right. um and then you know then think oh i'm gonna get an x now well yeah that's gonna happen but what i mean <laughs> whatever. Hey, man, okay if you think about that, that type of strategy i don't think that's totally out of the picture i mean okay i'm not obviously your grandma's not gonna buy a fucking dedicated video game machine obviously that's not something that's gonna happen but i mean right. think about like apple Think about this. People, maybe back, I don't know, 10 years ago, they get an iPod and they're like, hey, man, I really like this thing. They get another iPod. And then they get, you know what? I kind of like these products. This is great. And then you get a Mac. And then they're like, you know what? I like this too. You get this and this. I mean, that type of stuff just kind of builds up. If you're a customer, like a Nintendo customer, that you have like a 3DS stuffed away somewhere, or you have your Wii U or a Wii, or something like that, and maybe you get this game on iOS and you're like, oh, holy shit, I forgot. Mario is actually kind of fun. Maybe I should play Nintendo games you know, I Again, mean, this type of stuff happens in the real world. Yeah, like, um, it just, I think I mentioned this before in the podcast, but when I came to Japan first, like, I get on a train here going anywhere, and, like, half of every train car I would be on would be people playing 3DSs. Like, it was just, it was just ridiculous amount of people with them. And now I get in a train car, and it's just phones. No mm. one is playing a 3DS. It's just phones end to end. So, uh, yeah, and to be fair, most of those are iPhones. You know, Japan yeah. is is quite Japan is quite weird, I guess you could say, in the fact that um, it's heavily Apple in Japan. I mean, it's, it's mental. I mean, it's complete opposite in in most other countries in the world. I mean, wow. Android has whatever eighty percent of the global market share, but you know, in that twenty percent, you know, Japan is probably has a large part of, part of that. It's kind of kind of crazy. So having this apple exclusive for whatever two months or whatever it's going to be exclusive for you know makes sense you know because it's a japanese game you know so lots of japanese people are going to play it you know but you know that's in a country where people already play portable games and they already play mario games so 
and they probably played it on the 3ds you know but uh be interesting i mean <laughs> i really really hope this doesn't mean that new super mario brothers you uh whatever new super mario brothers x is coming to the nx in the, in the launch window because uh yeah too soon too soon i mean well i guess it's been five years now but still too soon for, <laughs> for my liking anyway um but yeah but for me this whole thing was very much like a end of the uh what is it the usual suspects do you remember that when he finally works out who kaiser soze is and the the coffee mug in slow motion dropping to the floor coffee spills everywhere it's kind of like that for me no what are they doing thank you Steve. but uh, i, I guess i, I guess i'm like super bent out of shape about because you're still going to get like hardcore games you know <laughs> so i'm not panicking just yet <laughs> so yeah 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 but yeah that's weird it's weird and uh Anyway, that this is like old news anyway by now, isn't it? Super old news. But, you know, Famicast Curse, things always get announced uh, as we record. And yeah, then, I think um, I was editing the podcast <laughs> like right when that stuff got announced, actually. The last yeah, episode. Yeah. Just actual one before we move on to the TGS stuff, though, while mm-hmm. we're talking of phones. If anyone still is playing Mitomo, or, uh, <laughs> or if you played Mitomo when it started... Yes. That all of your platinum points are set to expire this right. month at the end of the month. Well, no, not not just all platinum points. The ones no. that you earned in the first month, right, will expire this month. Because so it's a year. It's been a year or half a year. No, it's for eight the... months. Yeah. No, I thought it was six months. Was it six months? Okay, I don't know. Yeah. But it's a yeah. it's a year for the gold ones, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. They, they recently changed that. Yeah. Yeah, and even if you just go to your My Nintendo page, it'll tell you okay. X amount of coins are going to be expiring soon, so you should use them, <laughs> you know. And they'll take yeah. away from the oldest first, so that's, yeah. that's it, something nice. It'll probably be a pretty major amount of your points will be this first month because it was all like the <laughs> Right. The, the initial grinded. ones. I only yeah, had yeah, about, like, I think it's shed about like 200 or something on mine. Uh, it's like, you know, you, you, you downloaded Mitomo, 200 uh, platinum points, right? That, all those kind of achievements you got right at the beginning. They're, they're the ones that are going to go first, right? They're super easy to get ones, like, you know, you, you clicked a button, well done, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I wonder how much battery power is going to drain from playing Super Mario Run, because uh, Pokemon Go and Mitomo have been crazy for that kind of stuff, right? Right. Well, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> the, uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> anyway. Got that off my chest. So let's move on to some <laughs> super positive, amazing, happy time. TGS. Uh, Hype Shinkansen. Woo! Like I said, it's more like a, like a unicycle or a broken down bicycle. But uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going there. Was it? I think it might have been Johnny Metz uh, who said, like, why, why is TGS? I think that's what he said. And it's a, it's a good question. I mean, especially for, Nintendo, for a Nintendo website to have 
three people there. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're Cyrus house, but <laughs> exactly. I mean, we get two point five people. We get sent out to the Marcardi Messe. We get you know a big fat stack of cash to spend yep. on booze and drinks and whatever drugs. <laughs> and yeah, for thanks, what? thanks Neil Ronahan for that uh, two grand he gave us. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> we no. spent it all. <laughs> but all you know, in all seriousness, yeah. I mean, we we've been going to TGS for quite a while. And James, how long? Have, what, how how many TGSs have you actually been to? Um, actually, I I. I've, I, t- I was talking to, um, I bumped into DJ Mizuhara, uh, mm-hmm. uh, somebody I follow on Twitter, and um, he was telling me that he's been to 12 in 12 years, um, mm-hmm. which is, and I, I thought I would be the same, but then I remembered I had that, I had the hiatus when I, you know, I was off the podcast, I was off games for like two years, so I think I missed two during my, when I was educating myself, so I think I've done 10 out of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've I went the first couple of times I went as a as a civilian, <laughs> um, and then I joined uh, Nintendo World Report, and then I've been you know going for the uh, for the website ever since then. But um, yeah, like I said, I missed a couple then, so I think ten. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I should have kept all the. Uh, oh, I've got a I've got the 2016 name badge right here. <clears throat> I don't know if you can see that. You see a phone number two. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Actually, I need to update that. That's my old phone number. Well, oh, yeah. That... Good save. Sure. Good save. No, I'm, <laughs> seri- I'm serious. That's like, I think I printed these out like literally like six years ago and I've been using the same batch. <laughs> you know, I'm actually running out, so I'm going to actually finally have to update them. But yeah, feel free to call that number and you know, tell me who answers because it certainly yes. ain't going to be me. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, for me with TGS, this is my seventh time going to the show. Who's I was just thinking about it. Yeah, six times going with NWR. And then um, one time back in 2007, I went with some friends when I was in university. So, I mean, oh, crazy. Long time I, think, ago. I think I may have been at, uh, yeah, so I would have been at that one. So we both went, you know, mm-hmm. having not knowing each other. That's... Right. And, <laughs> and Sai, how about you, man? How many have you been to? I have been to three. I am the baby of the podcast. Oh. So I had one public day, and that was four years ago. And I've had two with NWR, so this year and last year with nice. Famicast. Yeah, we, we, yeah, uh, yeah, we, we got we got Cyrus in. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. A contributor, I guess. Cyrus right, is yeah. an honorable yeah. contributor. Associate uh, editor, I believe. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not? Just give him out. How about associate anyway. podcast editor? How was that? Yeah. <laughs> I associate don't know. I, I wrote host. my first nwr article this week i'm a big boy now you did you did <laughs> we'll get to that the first first irish guy on uh, nwr <laughs> probably anyway yeah i'm just gonna say that and if somebody can prove me wrong later exactly <laughs> so let's go ahead and just get started with some tgs coverage some stuff that we had played at the show and um that we want to talk about and you know actually on the show floor cyrus and i actually did a bit of a recording and for those of you guys listening to the audio version of the podcast I'm going to go ahead and put that in right now, and you get to hear what we talk about. So please enjoy that. Hello. Welcome to a live recording directly from the TGS show floor. Well kind of directly outside of it, whatever. 
I'm Danny. I'm here with Cyrus. Cyrus. Yo, I'm sitting on the floor like a cool guy. Yeah, we're sitting on the floor like bums right now. It's <laughs> uh, been kind of a long day, but uh, we're going to talk about a couple of different things that we played here. Uh, you know, late, maybe later on or earlier in the episode, depending on how we did this, uh, you'll hear all about like the main stuff that we played. But we, we kind of wanted to touch on some of the smaller games that we might have played today that maybe you guys missed out on or don't want to hear about at all. <laughs> so, uh, Cyrus, how about for you, man? Like, was there, aside from maybe like Monster Hunter Stories, which we both ended up playing, what other type of stuff did you play today? I kind of played a bit of a smorgasbord. I tried to hit mainly Nintendo stuff, but that was hard this year. Yeah, I think there's like four playable, I mean, like stuff out there that we knew about, but then there's some stuff that was just hidden. It's like, oh, that's here, <laughs> but... Yeah, so uh, I guess like one of the hidden gems that I did find was the, what's it called, Gunvolt 2. Uh-huh. And uh, I played the first Gunvolt and hated it. Well, not hated it, but it was a really big disappointment. So, but playing this game and talking to the guy at the booth, I said he was trying to explain the controls in Japanese, and I was like, oh, it's cool, I, I played Gunvolt 1. And he was like, oh, thank you. And he was so happy. But uh, playing Gunvolt 2, they've totally sold me on Gunvolt 2, just with two minutes of playing it. So Cool, like what's different about this as opposed to the first one? The first one is like you only play as the guy, Gunvolt, and he's got this really annoying mechanic that I don't like of shooting things and locking onto them to make your gun better uh-huh. but this one you play as the rival character Copen okay. and he, he handles like he instead of using his le- lightning to lock on like Gunvolt does you can fire him around the room on a jetpack and he bounces from wall to wall really <laughs> fast so he's like he, he's like a firework or the old Rocket Knight games like really really fast and it's super fun so you, you have to like bounce yourself around levels and if you hit an enemy you lock onto them and then you can fire homing missiles it, the whole game is just way faster which is great cool well, I, I totally missed out on the first gun vault I kind of forgot that this was a known quantity coming up even though I think I updated game profiles on the website but um, yeah I guess for me one game I played today that I had on our amazing list <laughs> was uh, the One Piece game that's coming out uh, the, ti- the full title is kind of escaping me right now but I mean there's a lot of these One Piece 2D you know fighters on 3DS I think maybe it's like the third or fourth one or something but so I mean it's pretty basic I mean a 2D fighter they were demoing them on the original 3DS units which was a little bizarre I noticed that that wasn't the only game that did that which mm. is very strange yeah I mean Capcom's booth and basically most of the other yeah, Capcom had all new 3DSs. I think Sega had new 3DSs as Not well. Not Sonic 2, I think those were old games. <laughs> okay, okay. But at any rate, so, you know, I was playing this game. It's very basic. I mean, you got your light attack, heavy attack. Uh, you know, you can switch out characters by touching. Because you pick three characters on your team, and you can switch them out by the touch screen. So it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty competent fighter that's available on 3DS, if you don't mind, you know, playing a fighter on your handheld. So, and that comes out very soon, I think. So, but yeah, how about anything else, Cyrus, stick out? Uh, not hugely, to be honest. I'm, uh, I'm not coming away from this TGS particularly energized or excited for what's to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same. It's like, I swear, ever since I started coming to TGS for NWR, just the amount of stuff to play is just getting less and less. I mean, it's great because then I have more time just to 
walk around or be lazy. But, you know, like I'm going to mention later, I'll just mention it now anyways. I mean, for uh, Megami Meguri, that weird new game, like I had to wait, I don't know, hour and a half to play it. And it's a 20 minute long demo. So that kind of ate into what would normally be like, you know, prime time to go around and play stuff. But thank God there wasn't (laughs) that much stuff to play. So I'm trying to think of something else that maybe kind of caught my eye. Well, I guess something that um, I'm not sure, maybe I just noticed it more this year, but I think the booths, the booths were nicer looking this year. Mm, Okay. On the whole, it was like all, you know, usually a booth is a booth. You play a game. Sometimes they dress them up ridiculously like that Zelda one that was at Mm -hmm. E3, the with all the lush grass and everywhere. Right. And Monster Hunter is usually good for having a really lush design thing. Right. But this year there was like, for a lot of the dating games, they had all these like, uh, <laughs> they like recreated office scenarios to get you into the mood or there was like, like Japanese cafes or bars or there was loads of like themed booths, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, that's, that's always kind of neat. And you know, like you, you touched on the Monster Hunter uh booth i mean actually it was a lot better than last year i mean last year's stories was just kind of like a almost kind of like they were obviously experimenting but then even like with the presentation of it it was just kind of tucked away in the middle of the booth and if you didn't know what you're looking for you could easily pass it over but this year it took over as the main monster hunter because that's you know all they got probably hopefully because they're working on something for an x but and and they are really pushing stories like to a shocking degree yeah yeah probably talk about that extensively i think everyone's going to be playing that game yeah and that's that's something i've mentioned before i'm going to definitely buy when it comes out so you can look forward to more you know hands-on impressions of the you know final retail version of that as soon as i get it um (laughs) something else i mentioned earlier at the show today to cyrus i was really uh kind of you know pumped up about my boy my i got my boy right here cyrus delaney my other boy Japanese comedian <laughs> slash whatever guy that's sometimes on TV and occasionally does people's weddings. Uh, <laughs> his name is Gorgeous, and he's dressed up like a pirate. It's like a cross between a pirate and a clown. He has like this like a pirate hat on and like these really gaudy, this really gaudy outfit, and these really high platform boots, and his face is painted white, and he has like a black star painted over him. If you're wa- listening to the enhanced version of the podcast, you can see this weirdo on the screen and you know yeah it's it's just weird but i don't know i think it's kind of funny something that james would probably hate yeah i i'd never heard or of of this guy or seen him before today <laughs> but man that guy he he earned his pay for today <laughs> yeah he was like a talk show panelist and i don't think he ever was not a talk show panelist the entire like six to eight hours we were here yeah he was up there doing talks and stuff and then he was playing last time i checked he was playing some some Kunio Kun. <laughs> this like looked like they were playing like four players or something like that and streaming it to wherever the hell they were streaming it to. But what's what's that game in? Like River City Ransom, like that oh, okay, that type yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw. I think I saw him playing Puzzle Bubble for a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. He was playing like a bunch of different yeah. stuff. I yeah, and streaming it and crap is is kind of fun. And if they've been taking invitees to go up there play Puzzle Bubble on that stage, I would have been there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I just wanted to just, like scream his name because it's sometimes when he comes on, maybe I'll even throw a clip of him like saying his name because it's just ridiculous. But he's like gorgeous. It's just stupid but funny. I wanted to scream it at him, but I might have got yelled at. But. I'm sure he would have appreciated it. Maybe. Someone knows me. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, Cyrus. Do you have any other closing thoughts for today or what, man? 
Um, press days are still way better than public days. I have two years of this under my belt, and I am way happier this way. Yeah, I'm going back again on Saturday, the business day, for a little bit, but I'm, I'm skipping out pretty early, man. It's Press day is definitely the way to go. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. I mean, if you come to Japan and you want to experience this, yeah, it's cool. Come to Tokyo Game Show. Check it out. But I, I would only ever do it once on a public day. Yeah, I love walking around a, you know, a convention hall with 100,000 people. It's so much fun. <laughs> You know, it's, you get to experience that, like, the, the two-and-a-half-hour wait for every game is, uh, is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up here from day two of TGS. James didn't record anything yesterday he was, as he was by himself, I think. But anyways, yeah, let's get on back with the rest of the show. we can kind of put this as kind of like a new business but i mean obviously anybody feel free to chime in if you have something to say but um one game that i was just completely focused on getting to at the show was the (laughs) new weird game coming from capcom which uses the ic cards and you're teaching this goddess how to talk it's very strange it's called megami meguri and uh luckily for us maybe uh, Capcom actually brought the game to the show. And I remember, I think it was bef- the day before I went to the show, they actually kind of blew out a lot of information about the game. Uh, they gave it a release date, which is actually December 8th. And they announced it's going to be free to play, or at least free to start, <laughs> with the option to like buy items in-game. <laughs> so, but anyways, you know, because, yeah, I met Cyrus that morning on Friday for, like, the first time. And then I said, all right, man, well, I got to wait in this 70-minute line. <laughs> ah, well, well, Danny, if you remember, I, I sent you a photo of the uh, the line from the day, the day before when I went. And it was right. a 60-minute line, like, pretty much all day. So I said, if you want to play this game, move ass. Yeah. All ass. <laughs> yeah. And we weren't even – we didn't even get in there that late. But, I mean, it was still already a pretty big, long, you know, wait time for it. So I got yeah, in line we- and – yeah, we were. We got in like I think like ten twenty. We were pretty on the button getting in there, and, yeah. and it was it was still like it had you were, you had a seventy minute line. So yeah, and I think <laughs> it was longer than that. I mean, how did, part how of did the registration go? Did registration go smoothly, quickly? Oh, yeah, it was no problem. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of the I don't know if I'd say problem. One of the issues, I guess, with the demo, at least with the way they have it set up, I really liked the booth. It was really neat. They had it set up like the inside of like a train car, so they had like individual seats that you can sit on and they had the systems hooked up there and they even had like little <laughs> looks like train windows and like a mountain background through the window and i don't know rice fields and stuff that you can well, see it, it's on the uh the the audio version of the podcast right if you if you watch if you're watching on the enhanced feed but also if you go to the website um and look at the tokyo game show 2016 what do you call it uh, hub event, event page event hub you know you, you'll be able to see loads of photos um uh, from the event and you know i took some pictures of this of this uh, booth so you'll be able to see them there as well right so i mean yeah that, that was really cool how they had set up but the only the, the biggest thing was they only had like six units i think <laughs> to play on so and then the, to top that off i mean the demo was like 20 minutes long Jesus, so, that's, that's why it was 
70 minutes. Jesus. Right. So, I mean, after waiting in a, you know, in a scene amount of time, I did actually, you know, obviously get to play it. And I, I got to say, those were probably the most comfortable seats I ever sat in on a, at a game demo <laughs> ever. But, um, you know, nice. outside of that, I mean, one thing that the, a couple of things they did not have in this demo version, uh, they did not have the ability to use your IC card or like your train pass card on the demo. They didn't even have like a mock-up, like fake one that you can use or anything like that. Oh, okay. And they, you know, the full game is going to feature like basically kind of like a whole train map of Japan, like over 9,000 different train stations or something like that, which is pretty impressive. But in the demo, they didn't have that. They just kind of had like this generic game boardy type of thing with just various stops. And it seemed like it was just very deliberately planned out. And there was like, I'll get into it in just a couple of minutes, but you know, it's as some of these Japanese games tend to be, some of them are just very, very wordy. Like when you're starting out, especially at like a demo. And th this was definitely that there's a lot of dialogue, basically giving you the background, like, Hey, you're trying to help out this, this goddess in training named Sukumo. I think that's her name. And, um, you know, she just, she doesn't know anything. <laughs> so essentially you have to teach her how to speak Japanese and um <laughs> as an american how did that go well hey you know well, <laughs> well what they do because to get to the point we actually get to teach her how to speak you get to move along alongside of this board which like i said in the real game it would be shown as like a uh, like a train map or something like that and there's like a you know train stations are like blue dots or something and in between like the blue dots or maybe some kind of yellow dots so you have like this virtual die that you roll and then however much you roll, that's just how much you get to go on these little dots. And um, at least in the demo, I believe when you got to like a station or one of the blue dots, then you had some kind of like an event or some kind of conversation with the goddess. And um, like it's just at, you get to talk to her about this stuff, like teach her how to say like good morning or she's curious about what your favorite food is and you teach her that. And stuff like that and the, the way you teach her it's not like through speaking it's through like typing out stuff um you know via the the keyboard you know function on the 3ds and stuff and um you type that in and then she'll say it out loud like you even get to teach her your name and she'll say that out loud as well and using because like this is like a collab collaboration between capcom and toshiba and using i think it's called the megami speak engine this technology <laughs> that they developed for whatever reason don't say that <laughs> Don't use that word. <laughs> okay. That's just um, like, yeah. But <laughs> they, yeah, it's actually pretty convincing how the way it talks. I mean, it's still, you know, a little bit kind of like a robot, but not like, you know, Mitomo or, uh, you know, Vocaloid stuff or, <laughs> you know, stuff you might have heard in the past. It's kind of like realistic and kind of creepy a little bit. <laughs> um, did she say your name or anything? Yes, she did. After, you t after I taught her my name, she said my name. So... That how does was, it sound? It sounded like how most people would say it in Japanese. Not Danny, but, you know, Danny. Um, bugs. So, not to be con confused with the, <laughs> you know, bugs. like bed bugs or uh, whatever yeah. that is, like a tick. <laughs> that's without like a, anyways. <laughs> the tick. But that's who you are in Japanese. That's me. I'm the tick. Um, but, you know, I did try an experiment in the game as well, because at one point there was like another goddess, you know, Amaterasu, who's supposedly the goddess for creating Japan or something. It, I don't know, whatever. Is that in uh, Okami? It is, that is. And it's yeah, also in like... It's the same wolf, yeah. Yeah, but it's, she's not a wolf. She's just a, she's you know, like the head... The, yeah, the head yeah. god. 
Yeah, and she's the head goddess in this that's kind of telling me about this new goddess and stuff and um, and whatever. And so the, you know, the new goddess is talking about like, hey, how do I, you know, convey my feelings to somebody if I'm really appreciative of what they're doing for me? And then, you know, the default answer comes up is, you know, you, oh, you should say thank you. And it says, okay, Danny, you know, you should teach her how to say thanks, you know, in Japanese, of course. And but can you then, edit that to say something yeah, hilarious? You can put anything in that you want. Cool. And then, yeah, I mean, I was just putting in like the stock responses because I just wanted to see what it looks like if it's working properly. But um, with this part, I thought about, I was like, all right, because you can switch the 3DS keyboard to English. So I, I switched it to English and I just typed in thanks just to see if it would do anything like <laughs> weird or just not read it or uh -oh. something, you know, you know what I mean? Like me verse or uh, I'm sorry, like me Tomo at first, right, whenever right, you put right. in Japanese stuff and it just says a a a a a a a Right, right. But no, it actually, it put it into like katakana English and instead of saying oh, right. thanks, it said like, oh, thanks, <laughs> you know, like that. So it's interesting that they still can actually recognize that. I thought that what if you put like, that's right, bitch, or something like that? It'd probably say, that's right, oh, bitch. <laughs> something like that, you know? Brilliant. So, I don't oh, know, it's, it, it's a very, it's, very... It's free, it's free, so I mean, I, I'll, I'll be able to experiment. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was saying this to Danny at the event, and it, it really sounds like Toshiba just had this technology, like this really powerful speech parsing engine, mm -hmm. and they had literally no idea what to do with it. <laughs> and it said, right. hey, whoever is making this game, can you make a game using this? We don't care what you do. And then mm -hmm. that game was like, well, we just got the rights to use this Suica technology. And they're just like, eh. And they stuck them together until a game came out. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what they did. Some guy just put his fingers together and went, ah, ah, ah. And they went, okay, the game's made itself. It's yep. over. Well, this is fucking, this game is so random. You're training a goddess how to speak Japanese while riding the train system around Japan. Right. None of this game has any logical consistency. What's yeah. not to understand? Makes <laughs> <laughs> perfect sense. But you know, from what I did play of this this kind of extended demo, it was it was pretty charming. Like I remember at one point, whenever the goddess she couldn't speak at all, she was just in Japanese. Uh, dot, they, dot 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 dot. They don't put dot dot dot. As soon as they put like a tilde, I think that's what it's called, a tilde, a little wavy, yeah, little squiggly thing. Lazy squiggly line and in Japanese if you're instead of like let's say there's a blank on a question in English what do we say like blah 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 or something like that right maybe is that just we'd me put a, we'd put an underscore wouldn't we right but, but I mean yeah. if you're saying that out loud if you're actually trying to pronounce what that underscore is you would maybe say some kind of weird noise or yeah, something yeah you say blah 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 or blank or whatever you would say so in in Japanese to to actually say that tilde thing you can say like honya 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 and basically like on the screen there's just a bunch matter, of matter, matter. Yeah. tildes but there were no no circles but it should just be like she was literally just saying honya 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 it's like just doing like that and it was kind of it's kind of cute kind of funny that's cute that's blah, really blah, nice blah, blah, blah. I like that yeah, I mean, basically, it's just like that, blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> it was just weird and kind of funny, and I, I kind of enjoyed that part of it. And That's kind um, of like when you first moved to Japan. That's what everyone sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, like, this game's going to be free, so it, it's definitely worth checking out. Well, the I price think. is right. <sighs> Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. So, and then... Yeah, I guess that's about it. I mean, there's there's a lot more stuff that I just don't know. Or I probably just forgot to mention. So, I mean, if any of you guys out there have any other questions about the game, you know, feel free to send me a line on Twitter or, you know, shoot us an email or whatever, and I'll try to clarify whatever 
I can from what I played in the demo. So yeah, another big game that was at the show as well, and something that I played last year and that all of you guys probably know about, that is Monster Hunter Stories. And uh, Cyrus, would you like to kick it off talking about this game a little bit? Yeah, cool. So this was at TGS last year too, mm-hmm. and uh, which really kind of impressed me because last year Monster Hunter Stories was already in great shape. Mm-hmm. Like it was fully playable, it was gorgeous, there was loads of gameplay options, the demo was huge. And uh, but last year it was tucked away in this tiny little booth by itself, kind of. Mm-hmm. It was it was given the cursory treatment while Monster Hunter Cross was given all the the special case. Right. But uh, this year, Monster Hunter Stories was front and center, one yeah. of their main displays. And it wasn't as big as the, you know, like a main Monster Hunter booth. You know, they did have a little dragon at the front, but it was like a very chibified. Yeah, it was like it was, it was like a half the size of a regular Monster Hunter mm-hmm. booth, wasn't it? I guess. Yeah, right. Resident Evil took the majority of the Capcom booth. <laughs> yeah, that was redonkulous. That, that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was mental. <laughs> yeah. But for Monster Hunter Stories this year, you queued up. I think it was about sixty minute wait for uh, for me and Danny when we did uh, it. I think it was about thirty, but. Oh yeah, we got a pretty short one actually. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, it was about sixty for most of the day. We got a, right. a short one, and. At first, they bring you into like a, a side room where they just show you a video, and it's like an introduction video showing mm-hmm. you some some really nice looking CG like story animatics or whatever, and then they give you a brief introduction to the world, explaining that your your tribe catches monsters and you have to catch eggs and raise them or whatever. So just a quick introduction stuff and ride them and ride them. That's that's an important part of this game. So. It's like uh, with the demo they had last year, you had to do all this in the game. It was like a tutorial where it taught you how to catch your first monster, how to ride your first monster, how to do everything. But this new demo for this year, it put you in a totally new location and kind of assumed you knew how to do all of this stuff. Hmm. So it's like they offloaded the tutorial onto this 15-minute video presentation that we had to watch. Right. And I mean, they, they, did, they went into some... They went in pretty deep on like how you do a lot of stuff. They even because they had like three or four different videos. One of them where like a Capcom booth babe was basically talking with the on-screen character and stuff. So that was <laughs> that was Danny. companion. That's what they called them. Right? Excuse me, companion. I, I know, I know, because I've interviewed them every single year since Monster Hunter started, and they always say companion. I, I actually watched this. I actually did this as well, by the way. I actually watched the the presentation. Okay. I got I got right the way up to the part where they you play. I didn't play it, but you know. Oh, why not? <laughs> sure. I'll explain it later. Okay. It's busy. But uh, busy if, if if you see <laughs> Jurassic Park when uh, when Hammond is talking to Mr. DNA, that's kind of what was going on with food. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, What's that cat? <laughs> Dino <laughs> DNA. <laughs> and it was pretty cute. I I like yeah. that part of the presentation. And, uh, yeah, so... and she also kept looking at this the character the whole time, so she was like nodding along to everything it was saying. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's getting her money's worth. Yeah. yeah. So the demo that we played, like last year, it was this big, luscious, uh, like forest and grassy plains area, 
And this year was in like a snowy area. And like the demo was still kind of the same as last year. It had a, like, it was all fully functional. It was all, but it was really formless, which I thought, and uh, so the game was still fantastic. I'm totally sold on this game. I will 100% be buying it. Oh, cool. <clears throat> um, so just to get that out of the way, like, I love this game. Like the, the, the combat is like a, a really simplified turn-based combat, but with some, you know, with some interesting little hooks to it. Where it's got like a rock paper scissors mechanic, where right. if you pick, I think it's like power, technique, and speed. Speed, right? And normally, when I see rock paper scissors mechanic, I'm like running for the hills because that's awful. Right. But all it does in Monster Hunter is decide who gets priority in attack. Right. So if I pick power and they pick speed. My my guy will win that rock paper scissors, and my guy will attack first and do damage first. Mm-hmm. But then the other guy gets, still gets to attack. Yeah, sometimes too you can get like enhanced damage on the other enemies as well. And if you both do like the same so thing, <laughs> like I had a game breaking. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like I had it. So my guys just, I think it was my monster. My, I'm sorry, my monsty as it was listed on the uh, English <laughs> Capcom instructions, uh, just literally like butted heads with the other monster. And Wait, wait, was that a spelling mistake or? No, no. they're called monsties. They're really laying in. These are not the okay. same monsters you're well, hunting. You've got to ask. This is Capcom, right? You've got to ask. They've, they've, they've even spelt their own company name wrong on the, some of their questions uh, <laughs> before. So you've got to ask. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in Japanese, they're not called monsties at all. They're, they're called like Autobots. Yeah. yeah. Autobots? Autobots, that's it. All right, good. So what else was there? I think this time as well, so the, the demo that was last year, we only got to use the standard sword and shield or mm. whatever it was, or the double-edged sword. But this year, there was like a bunch of weapons, the Monster Hunter classic weapons you could pick. So they had like uh, the long sword, the sword and shield, the katana, and they had the hunting horn. And... Mm. I I used to play a lot of Monster Hunter, so I went straight for the the hunting horn. That was always my favorite weapon. And if you've played Monster Hunter, when you use that weapon, you have to like play music while you're attacking. So different attacks will play different notes of music. And they've kind of adapted that to this game, where if you do, if you like a heavy note, a heavy attack or a, a strength attack is one note. A speed attack is another note. And a, a technique attack is another note. So depending on how you chain your your regular attacks together, it will do a, a different song, which gives you weapon boosts and stuff. Hmm. So I thought that was really cute that they managed to adapt a pretty complicated mechanic to a totally different game and still make it kind of feel the same. So I've got, I've got high hopes for how much Monster Hunter they're attaching to this game. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I watched them. So after I watched the presentation, you know, I was actually trying to get like an interview um, set up. And uh, so I said, you know, OK, I don't need to play the game. Can I just like watch the presentation and then go into the booth, take some pictures and maybe interview someone? But um, the interview took process took so long to set up that by the time it was there, it was like it was time for me to leave the booth. So I didn't actually get a chance to play it. <laughs> and then I couldn't be bothered to like, you know, queue for a, like another half an hour after that. But anyway, I did look over the shoulders of people playing it, you know, while I was waiting, and uh, it did look really impressive. And um, can you like go into like K 
caves and stuff? I saw people going around the snowy area and then going to caves. Is that where you fight people, right. I guess? The, well, in, in this particular demo, I mean, their enemies are on the outside of these cave areas, just in the <clears> overworld. <throat> and then you can go into the caves as well. And, you know, to oh. actually to actually start the battles, it's just like kind of like older school RPGs where you see the monsters or whatever out in the field. You just run into them and then initiate, the, you know, the battle sequence. Um, but, yeah, like the caves, the, the main point of this demo was it's like, okay, you're supposed to go try to find these monster eggs and they're in like these different monster nests, which is, I guess, where they, they just had their nests in caves, <laughs> at least in this part of the demo. Why not? But, um, yeah. And then I was talking to Cyrus after we played the demo, but, you know, you go in through the cave. You don't have to fight any of the, like, there's like maybe a couple of little monsters running around in there, but you're, you're basically trying to get as deep into the cave as you can. And then there's like literally like a bird looking nest with like eggs in it. And they just go up to it and you can grab the egg and you just want to get the hell out of there before mom comes back. But I remember I was talking to Cyrus. So I was like, okay, I, I exited, you know, the area with the egg. And then it didn't seem like I had it anymore. It just seemed like it just disappeared. Um, Cyrus kind of had a theory. <laughs> yeah, I think, and like, again, I keep referring to last year because last year had the tutorial where it explained everything, and this year did not have any tutorial. Mm -hmm. So, except for what was in Japanese in the booth that I didn't understand. So, the, like, I think what happens is when you leave the area, you have successfully stolen the egg and it gets teleported back to your home base or whatever. Mm, but right. So, it's kind of like a mini game where usually there's a monster or, or a monsty in the nest and it sees you taking the egg and it's like a kind of a dodging game where you have to try and leave the room while dodging this monster that's attacking you. The, and, the intro intro cinematic was uh, showing that as well. Yeah. Showing so, this kind of like dark egg or something like evil dark egg with smoke coming out of it. Uh, that's, I don't know what that was about. That's different, but... Yeah, so the... The idea, so I think the idea is if you can successfully leave the area, you have stolen the egg is the main mm. thing. But not 100% on that, I don't know. Yeah, it seemed it seemed pretty logical in video game terms to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking like, oh, what the hell happened here? But okay, cool. But, um, you know, like Cyrus said, like I'm probably going to be buying this game on launch day when it comes out. Um, so you can definitely, and Cyrus seems like he's pretty interested in getting it as well. So uh, you can definitely look forward to some more coverage on that, you know, if you're on the Famicast. So, is there any online or anything? Yes. Yeah, there's uh, there's one v one battles where you can fight the opponents like uh, their own monsty, which is whatever. <laughs> and uh, but one thing that I saw I was very excited to see the return of was uh, when you're fighting the other person, you can communicate with them over the 3ds, and they saw how successful this was in the Zelda, the the three-player co-op Zelda game where you can only communicate using like stickers oh. so that's that's how you talk with the your opponent while playing the the online part well Apple's doing the same thing now too so <laughs> you've come stickers. full circle <laughs> yeah Mario but, stickers uh, as well <laughs> I think there's a demo for this is actually releasing on the Japanese 3ds it's like on the 20th so tomorrow Ooh. by the time we're recording this okay um yeah, so I'm going to pick that up and give it a proper going through while I'm at home. Yeah, oh, cool. Will that be the TGS demo? 
Probably. And they've they've done cool. Capcom's done this before. I mean, X Troopers. I remember when that came out a couple of years ago. Right. Before, right. yeah. I mean, same things. Like sometimes they'll do that. And uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't queue up then. Hey, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, also, you, if you want to see the booze with the you know the dragon and everything, we've got pictures of that as well. So check it out. One one final thing that I noticed about this is that I love that since Yokai Watch has like dominated the entire Japanese toy industry for like how many years since it came out, that every game or franchise has to have like a watch that you can wear now. <laughs> oh so, right, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, what so is that? The, that's that's your. Uh, it signifies like that you're a dragon or a monster rider, and it mm -hmm. gives you empathy with your monster. So you put in your jewel that's like your friendship jewel or whatever it is into the into this thing and it powers up. So in combat, if you power up your jewel enough, you can start riding your monster and get like friendship attacks and stuff. Right. Because do you, typically, do you, <laughs> uh, sorry, you, do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, possibly somewhere in the archives. I don't okay. Know. Could you could you set one up? Because I want to see you wearing that. Of course, <laughs> I'm, I'm using it. <laughs> well, I see you've got your own. Uh, you've got your own Monster Hunter wrist gear behind you. Oh yeah, I guess that proves that I did actually go to the booth and. <laughs> you, looks, all the, all that the people makes that cat there. look even scarier than normal, bending him over like fucking yeah, to... Kayako from the Grudge. It's supposed to look like this. <laughs> I, I guess it's one of these things, isn't it? Sorry, sorry to the audio listeners. This is a visual only thing, but the, what is what are these things called? Discuss felines, felines. Yeah. felines. I don't know. Let's let's say felines. Monster Hunter fans out there, you can laugh and make fun of us if you want. But this Basically, is weird because you, you, once you burst it, you can't ever blow it up again. It's like yeah. one of those, that sounds it. perfect to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so what it, what it is? It's this little thing that they gave out at the demo station. It's like a, a little the the main feline from Monster Hunter Stories. His name's like Nabidu, I think, or something. And um, it's like a little thing you just put on your arm. And um, yeah, we we all got one, and mine's not in the, my room, this room right now. But um, that's right. Anyway, you know, Cyrus, I wanted to ask one question to you about Monster Hunter Stories before we, you know, go ahead and close it off. Um, we had one reader on the site kind of ask this, and I wanted to get your impression as well. But do you, would you say that this game is just clearly targeted only to children, or do you think this is something that can do more than just kids? I definitely feel this is aimed at kids, like the Pokemon Yokai Watch bracket of people. But like those games, it can be played by anyone. Like, it's definitely, it wants to grab them. Monster Hunter tends to grab a little older of an audience. This is going for the younger audience, but still wants those Monster Hunter people to play this. Right. Do, do kids play Monster Hunter, like regular ass Monster Hunter? I. I was mentioning I've some. I've seen some do that. Like I've seen like kids in like the park and stuff, and they're like talking about Monster Hunter. But right. they tend to skew a little bit older, like maybe I don't know, twelve or something like that. But yeah, I right. guess this is aimed a little bit younger, right? It reminds me of like you know maybe James, like, or maybe all of us. Like back in the day, it's like you know you're in elementary school and you're like, oh man, guess what? I was playing Doom. And you're like, oh, that guy's a badass, or you can play those really <laughs> cool games like that. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of like that. Cause so I have I have this student that I teach, and I think at the time he was only in third grade elementary, and he got like Monster Hunter Four, and I mean he played it, but I mean he wasn't great, you know. And he said like, "Oh, it's yeah, so it. hard." Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's, it's it's a tough game, <laughs> you they're, know. They're a really complicated game. Like I honestly don't think 
certain brackets of kids would be physically able to play that game. It's, <laughs> right. Like, it, it requires some pretty intense dexterity for your fingers. Reclaw, right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in the same, you know, with, with this, this is, like, like Sarah said, yeah, I think this is clearly aimed towards kids, but I think it doesn't matter your age for this. Even if you're somebody like me, for instance, that's kind of interested in the Monster Hunter series and the concept, I've bought Monster Hunter games before and just couldn't get into them. This is something that's just more, it's just easier to get into. You know, it's early sets the way it seems from the two demos I've played. But um, yeah, it's a little bit more of a friendly tone, kind of just, yeah, easier thing. Yeah. Oh, so you played this last year as well, Danny? Oh, yeah. You, so you, played, you played 20 minutes last year and 20 minutes this year. That's already more than most other Monster Hunter games you've ever played, right? Yeah, I think, that's that 40 doubles, minutes. I think that doubles my Monster Hunter time on Wii U. The one that you bought full the price. The one I bought, yeah. <laughs> came, with us, came with the system. This could be the Monster Hunter in the game that finally cracks that 30-minute barrier. In my defense, I played the Wii U version for like an hour and three minutes. There you go. <laughs> Next up here, the other one of the other big games. <laughs> oh God, we've all played this, that, isn't it? Oh, I played this. We all played it. Okay. No, Cyrus, you played this too, I think, right? Uh, Next one on the list. Oh yeah, yeah, I played this too. I played it with you. Like, Duh, you were right there. Thanks. Wow. So uh, the next game on the list is Puyo Puyo Chronicle. No well, S. I guess. It, oh right. Okay. Sorry. Let me just delete that S. Uh, yes. Oh. Sorry. Get that grammar out of here. Um, yeah, I, I wrote the. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I guess I, I wrote the preview for the the hands-on preview for the site. So, uh, Puyo Puyo, uh, Puyo Puyo. Do you know Puyo Puyo? It's a, it's a match three game where you match Puyos. Yeah, these jelly I've, things. I've played Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. It's there you go. Basically, Puyo Puyo. I feel. <laughs> didn't we? We talked about this like last episode. Yeah. I literally. At the end of the podcast, you said that, Cyrus. I know. I was waiting to see when the when the gears would click into place with James there. <laughs> I'll throw no, it out there. I thought, I thought Cyrus was the person who'd never played a Puyo Puyo. Yeah, That's and then Ty cool. corrected me. But I'm yes. filling in for Ty on this show because oh, he's, and our names are very similar. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So it's basically that, but you walk around like a Dragon Quest game, I guess. The, the visual style is kind of like a Dragon Quest game, in my eyes anyway. The, the, the 3DS, you know, 3D Dragon Quest, you know, very colorful. I'm going to show us something and he disappeared. Okay. <laughs> Too many colors to Look, display. Voice actors, special for the video only people. <laughs> yeah, so Cyrus is showing some, like, I don't know, J-pop looking women. And some stickers, I guess. Sweet TGS <laughs> merch. That's what this is. So yeah, you play this like little girl and her little rabbit thing, and you're just walking around, and then, but in, instead of like directly, you know, attacking with weapons or whatever, you you bump into an enemy and you go to a Pio Pio match three game, and uh, you play that instead. Right. And I think if you just do like regular like matching, just like lame, you know, like is it three or four you need to touch together? Four yeah. thing is four, isn't it? If you just do lamer ones like that individually, you don't actually attack the enemy. Or if you do, it's very, very minor attacks. 
but if you do the chains, which I'm terrible at, because you know I'm just bad at peer peer games, um, if you chain them up, then they do much bigger damage, and you can kill enemies really really quickly. So um, yeah, like I, I guess the first couple of enemies, they they set it up so it's like you know super easy. Like you just need to put the puyo puyo in the in the what are they called individual pieces? The puyos. Probably. <laughs> you put sure. the puyo the most in the most obvious place, and it like goes chain crazy, and you and you kill the enemy immediately. But then uh, further on in the demo, you know, it gets a little bit harder, and you actually do have to start setting up those chains yourself, which you know, I couldn't do, and I died. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, if you like Puyo Puyo, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting way to, you know, make you play Puyo Puyo in a different way. <laughs> um, but... I think you're, you're forgetting the most important gameplay part of this, which was okay. the, the intense text adventure that this game was. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you should skip. My God, well, there's so much text in this game. But you can skip it. Oh, I skipped it. Yeah. yeah. I... Uh, I didn't. I was kind of just reading through stuff. There was like it was voice acted as well, but I just wanted one of those like, okay, what are they talking about? Okay, just that. That's it. Oh, God, why did I waste my time here? Yeah, Cyrus, Jesus Christ. It's, it's weird because the <laughs> the enemies are kind of like I don't know what they are. They're just kind of weird blobs, and but they're not Puyo looking blobs. They're just right. weird it's, blobby looking enemies. Right. Because I mean, yeah, in the demo too, just. Uh, yeah, this, the the main character gets sucked into this book and then is in this other world. Just and then she, which looks like weird. a normal, you know, RPG type town and, place. Yeah, right. And you remember that she comes from a magical RPG town already, so she's in a book in an RPG yeah. town that brings her to an RPG town. There's probably right. another like, book Where am I? It's so weird and identical to where I come from. You know? Right. So, so yeah, and That's you know, James, like. I don't know if you recall, but just over the summer, you know, uh, Puzzle and Dragons here in Japan, there was a 3DS, two 3DS versions of oh, right. the new release that came out. It's the same type of thing where, you know, it's an RPG, but whenever you get into battles, you're doing the Puzzle Dragon, Puzzle and Dragons type. They stuff. should do a Tetris one that's just like based in like Russia in the Cold War, <laughs> and, you, and you just go around and then you bump into dudes and you challenge each other to Tetris games. Right, I'd buy that. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, what were we talking about? Puyo Puyo. Yeah, yes. Chronicle. It's an RPG mixed with Puyo Puyo. Right. If you like either of those things and you like cute Japanese things, you might like it. Yeah. I, but, you know, <laughs> none of those things appeal to me. Like, I don't like cutesy RPGs. I'm not good at RPGs. Don't like Puyo Puyo that much, you know. It's all right. <laughs> so, I, it's not for me. But. Yeah, I thought it was like Cyrus said earlier too. It was just, especially for a demo when you only have like a such a short amount of time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can skip ahead of the dialogue, but if you're just wanting just to listen to what they're saying, then you're just like, oh god, really? I just wasted my time for this garbage. Like it, it's just kind of a waste, um, especially when you want to get as much out of the gameplay as you possibly can. But you know, yeah, like James said, there's a lot of RPG stuff. You can find like treasure boxes and all sorts of you know RPG trophy type of stuff that you right. can think of. <laughs> this was Sega, right? This was in the Sega booth? Right. And by the way, yeah. I was trying to find the name, which is why I went silent there, but uh, Tetris Monster is the name of the Tetris RPG. That oh, yeah? Is... is it based in uh, Cold War Russia? No, that is the one part that they derive or derivate from your pitch, so... 
Get no a, sale. Contact contact Russia and get them to sort their stuff out. I yeah. got Putin on the line. Yep. It'll right. It. So well, we'll stick with the Sega booth because why not? Right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. I. I mean, I was you know mostly going to Sega to to troll them for my you know annual troll video, but um. So Puyo Puyo, by the way. It might come out on NX. I couldn't get any information out of them uh, at the booth. But Sonic, you know, is definitely coming to NX because I I got it I got it <laughs> exclusively on, on my video. They right. said this one, this one, Sonic Tune or Sonic Boom to everyone else is not coming to NX. But the next Sonic game is. So there you go, exclusive. Yeah. Uh, actually it's not exclusive because uh, on the yeah. original trailer, exclusive. It, it actually says NX down on the bottom. This is I, like you don't have to worry. I, James. I broke the news to James oh, as harshly as I could. Damn, I wanted that. I wanted the. But if you want to see, yeah, if you want to see like a, a Sega representative, say it out never. loud. I would never <laughs> want to see a Sega representative. What? <laughs> not even if she's a, a cute girl in a costume. I don't know. Sega people are pretty bad at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, but first of all, the first lead tried to pretend that they'd never heard of the NX, but eventually got it out of them. But anyway, we're talking about Sonic Tune. Is it Fire and Ice? Is is the Japanese one just like Fire Ice? Yeah, or? Fire yeah. Ice. Ice. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, oh God, I, do I have to talk about this? I mean, I hate Sonic games. <laughs> and this is like... This is like on the 3DS. It's like pixelated and uh, overly saturated colors. Like it looks like I don't know how to. Describe. I don't know. To me, it looked like a Sega Saturn game emulated on a, you know, Pentium, you know, from the 90s. But like maybe it's not that bad. But you know, very obnoxious colors and art style, and it's you know plays like every other Sonic game, <laughs> except you can flick between fire sonic and ice sonic so you can freeze stuff or you can melt stuff um that's about it really I, <laughs> it was man, a nice world cyrus and i talked about this like at the show and I, I didn't okay i went in expecting the absolute just worst so did i and then i came out and i was like okay that's not that bad uh, that's not what i thought <laughs> 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 different opinions, you know, different people, different opinions. Right. I mean, I'm not going to buy one this wrong, game one, one wrong, one correct. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm not going to buy it or anything, but it's like, isn't, okay. isn't it already out or something? In, in the, it's in coming the out soon here and in the West, I think. And there's a sequel to Sonic Boom coming out as yeah. well. It comes out on October 27th. Okay. Great. Well, Just in time for my materials are working. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next. That enough about Sonic. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, let's go on, James. I don't know what the hell this is. Oh yeah, so I I strolled by the indie booth, which was um, again was sponsored by Sony. They paid for the whole thing, even though not all the games were played on PlayStation. Uh, in fact, a good portion of them were using Xbox controllers. Yeah, they they do this every <laughs> year, which is well, they started at least last year. It was the same. Sponsored by Sony, they don't give a crap what console it's on. Yeah, so I was just walking through, and I was—I mean, there's so many games there. I mean, I can't even count. Maybe like over fifty, I would—I would assume in this kind of one block. So, like, 
I guess they were selling these um, booths like super cheap, you know, the, the floor space, you know, just one little tiny booth that you could fit a laptop on and a little signboard and that's it. You know, I don't know how much that would have cost these guys to, to rent, but um, I was walking past and there was a, there was a guy and he said, he just kind of grabbed me by the arm and said, we need a fourth player to play this game. And I was like, okay. And it turns out it was called Block Ships. Um, which I was using an Xbox controller, but um, running on a PC. But um, basically, it's like uh, it's kind of a mixture of Tetris and um, like what are those kind of twin stick? What's the famous twin stick shooter on the Xbox? Like um, gravi- uh, not not Gravity Wars, uh, Geometry Wars. Oh yeah. But it's like it's a much slower pace than that, and it's multiplayer. Like I said, you know, there's four players. So like what you do is the first like couple of minutes of the game, you're flying around in your quadrant. You kind of locked into like a, you know, the the screen split into four pieces and you've got like a, you know, a few minutes to build your ship. So basically you start off as just a little cube and you attach, you you float around and you attach pieces onto this cube and that'll form your ship. So there's like a, you know, there's a shooting block and there's a, like a rocket block or whatever. So you can slowly build up a ship that you want um, from the pieces that you're given. And then when the couple of uh, the preparation time runs out, the, the divider gets taken away and you all just start attacking each other and shooting each other. So, and if you get hit, it's not game over, you know, bits will fly off. So like, you know, the guy might hit your rocket and that'll fly off. And then you'll, maybe you can't move in a certain direction. <laughs> it's like, cause you'll have up boosters and side boosters. So like you can no longer go up and down, for example, you can only go left and right. Cause he's like shot off one of your rockets. Or I might shoot off your gun and then you didn't need defenseless. But it, it's not game over. Like, like I said, you can actually float towards pieces that are floating around and reattach them. Or you could, you know, attach new pieces. So as p- people get shot to shit, you can grab those blocks and attach them to yourself and make yourself, you know, more powerful or able to move in different directions. And it's basically last man standing. At least the mode that I played, it was last man standing. And it got down to me and the developer and uh, I was like, I didn't have any guns or rockets. I was like, just like a floating blob. And, I, and obviously, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a bit, um, yeah, he beat me in the end. Here's his game. Good, good, good luck to him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was good fun. And, you know, just for laughs at the end, I said, you know, so is this coming to NX? And he said, uh, actually said, yeah, I'm hoping it is. Um, he, he was actually in um, the European uh, game show, which I've again forgotten. Gamescom. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> I feel like we had this exact conversation in my house. Yes. Uh, Gamescom. He was at Gamescom, like, you know, whatever, a few weeks ago, and he had uh, some conversations with Nintendo while he was there and some very positive conversations, and he was very impressed, you know, with the offers of help and, you know, whatever support they were going to give, and he was like, yeah, um, he That's wants to get this on. Yeah, yeah, he wants to get this on NX. So, um, uh he hopes it will come on next. It's not, and this is no guarantee that it will, but you know, he's trying to. <laughs> sure. So yeah. And that's called block ships made by one dude. And I did actually tweet out, uh, his, uh, name and the, uh, his game title during Tokyo game show, but I can't find it at the moment. So this next game, I don't think it was in the indie booth. If I recall, I think it was, um, you know, they've got those kind of like, they've got a section dedicated to like, you know, crazy hardware or whatever. Like there was that, 
really creepy game where it's like a VR game where you're molesting a like a mannequin of a schoolgirl. Yeah. It was like in that zone. I quickly walked past that zone as a. <laughs> it was weird just to be near that booth. Never mind. Uh, please tell me none of you guys played it. No, unfortunately, we went on the <laughs> second business day, by which time that mannequin was broken from being fondled too much on the first day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so right, right near that, anyway, in that kind of, I don't know, hardware zone or whatever it was, there was this, like, um, <laughs> there was this guy with, like, a, like a sniper rifle, like a full-size sniper rifle. I don't know if you saw this. But, like... Um, I wander through there. I didn't see this particular booth. Yeah, but it it was weird because it had like a smartphone at the front of the sniper rifle kind of slotted in. Do you remember like the first, when the Wii U was first announced and they were like, there was that kind of like video showing um, the aliens, col- uh, colonial marines. Colonial marines. Mm-hmm. But they were using like a, <laughs> the gamepad slotted in this like massive Wii zapper thing. Oh, like a motion, like it had the motion sensor thing. Yeah, I think that they were hinting that, that that's what it was going to be used for. Um I think they were using it for like a kind of shitty kind of Wii Sports kind of looking thing. Anyway, it's kind of like that basically, but the gun is an actual replica of a of a assault rifle or whatever it was, um, and it was <laughs> fucking heavy. It was like like full weight. In, so like you look through it, and it and it was like you know as you would expect like a shooting gallery. So it was used, It was like the Bluetooth in the phone was connected to like um, like an attachment that you can you can you can attach it to any gun, I guess. You know, if you've got like one of those air guns or something like that, hmm. you can just attach it to that. And there's like a scope that you kind of attach to the front of the uh, the, the uh, smartphone. And uh, yeah, you can just like you know move around and shoot stuff. Uh, I, I thought about trying it out, but I think by the t- I went there on the public day and I was like, I'm gonna ch-. no, I'm not. It's over an hour to wait. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Oh, you had to queue up for that for on the public day. Hell yeah! Oh, okay, public okay. day, you got to queue for fucking everything. Yeah. All right. This this guy actually just like again, he just like pulled me and just said like, can you, do you want to try this out? Because <laughs> he was just like begging people to play it at that point. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was good for. I don't actually even remember the name of it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bluetooth rifled game coming to smartphones with an with a expensive add-on. Um, um, did you guys play anything else, like either on Nintendo or not, or whatever? So yeah, actually, on the public day, I was walking around kind of by the Sega booth and just kind of walked around in random areas, and then I noticed there's this one game that had like no line. So I stood there and I was just watching the video that was like showing off the game and. Um, this is actually the name of the game. If you can read this, it's called Neo Atlas uh, 1469. <laughs> and um, <laughs> rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's a Vita game, oh, and it's based on. Yeah, it's it's based on like. Uh, ex- okay, let's see if I can explain this. <laughs> Probably not, but um, essentially, you, I guess in the demo, you're kind of like this. You follow like this guy that's really into history or something, and they're talking about like, okay, how did people back in the day discover other parts of the like the new world you know guys coming from europe trying to go over to you know north america and stuff like that and from what it sounds like i mean you're trying to rebuild like the world map based on stuff that you hear from people uh you know you'll hear ridiculous things from traders and whatever too about like oh my god there's a sea monster in the mediterranean you got to be careful at this in this place but um yeah, it was a neat concept, and I was kind of, the demo was pretty long too, about like fifteen or twenty minutes. Very 
you know, texts and voice heavy, but, um, interesting, a lot of like touch mechanics and stuff. And, um, <laughs> I ran good. out of time cause I was just, uh, I mean, I can understand Japanese, you know, fairly well, but I mean, still it's about a lot of stuff that I don't talk about on a daily basis. And I was, you know, going through stuff as, you know, as quickly as possible, but still like slow enough so I could understand what the hell is going on. Um, but it was neat. Uh, <laughs> I like the concept that that was just interesting. But. So there were no exploding clothes. Uh, no, that was the surprising thing. No anime boobs. No exploding clothes. <laughs> not not at least from the demo. It and might there be was no it. line for this game. Yeah, it took mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah, it took exactly five minutes. I mean, come on. I don't think anybody wants to play this thing, but except me. If there were exploding clothes, two hour lines. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. How long do you think it would take to add like boobs to the boat that you're supposed to be driving? <laughs> you know, like one of those like the busty mermaid things mm. that you put on the front of the boat. Could mm. that like talk and have a really cutie voice? I could see that happening. Uh, um, okay. Unfortunately, you know, Danny's not the developer. Yeah, that just, he seems to know a lot about this game compared to us. So. You know what? We're gonna. I'll tell you what. I'm just gonna get on the phone with somebody. We're just gonna go ahead and put that in right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's cool. So talking about things that you'd have to queue up for hours for, I mean, I guess the, the theme of the Tokyo Game Show 2016 was like VR, right? I mean, VR was here last year, but like... But this maybe... year it was the entire show was I VR. mean, Sony, wasn't Sony's booth the whole thing was just VR? Like, the they had two sections. It was like the front was stuff like um, their regular games. They had that mm-hmm. golf game and they had like World of Final Fantasy and all these other ones. But then the entire back half of their, their right, right. thing was VR setups and the insane lines for those VR setups. Which right. you needed tickets for. Like you needed a ticket after you got your TGS ticket, you need another ticket to play that. And you got it's like a like a fast pass at Disneyland you had a time to go to, right? When and uh, wh- they were gone within like, you know, thirty minutes of it opening this like and those are on the bit that's we're talking about on the business days. So I don't even yeah. Could could anyone even no, play I mean, on the a, public the day? Same, well, it's the same type of thing, man. Like on the public days for the for media, we have like a special entrance we're supposed to go in. But if you want to play something like this on a public day, you can't because they put that they put the ticket booths closer to where like the normal people could enter. So you right. just can't do anything. And even I think one time for Monster Hunter, I tried to get a ticket. Like it was right around like ten o'clock, and I said they had none. And I was like, "How? How the fuck does that even happen? It's not even open to the goddamn public yet." <laughs> yeah, I because uh, because James was saying that this was ticket based for when he was there. Right. So I uh, while uh, while Danny was lined up for Megami Maguri, I that train game. I decided, okay, I have no interest in that train game. So <laughs> <laughs> only Danny does. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I went straight to the Sony booth to try and get a ticket like early on, and when I got there, the already had massive lines going out the back, and hmm. they they weren't offering tickets on the second day as far as I could find. Hmm. It was just queue up, and there was a guy was just like scribbling in on the at the end of every line. They have like how long they think the line will take to finish. Right. And he was just scribbling in. This line is very long, and even if you queue for a long time, you may not get to play. And right. I was like, okay, well, screw that, and I never went back. Because, well, I kept kind of passing back and forth, but I, the sign never changed, so I never got a chance to play it. <laughs> right. I do think this is a sign that you know PSVR is going to be popular in Japan, 
or is it just like people just want to try it out because there's no way they're going to buy it? <laughs> I think it's just curiosity. Right. I mean, it's yeah. especially if it's, if it's there and it's for there for people to play. Of course, they want to try. It. You know, right. these are gamers typically that are going to shows like this, especially on the God, especially on the business days. These are these are pretty hardcore people, and I want to try VR, but I don't want to wait like three or four hours just to try it. I'll just wait until. We have VR, a TGS that can take five minutes to get to, you know? Even if it's you're making out with some weird anime guy, you know? God. There, there was, there was okay. so... Man, you had your pick of guys if you wanted to make out in VR at this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I mean, I don't know if VR is going to, you know, get, like, ultra popular in Japan. Because, like, you know, I mean, the motion sickness thing alone is going to put off most people. But... We'll see. <laughs> it's it's hard to say. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. go if, ahead, Paris. if any, sorry, if, but uh, I think if anything is going to make a dent in the VR market, it's PSVR, the PlayStation. Oh, sure, 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 sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's readily available to most people. It seems like they are actually producing games as opposed to little mini games that everything else is doing. Like, yeah, it's it's still weird to me. Like you know. There's no, like, you can't, because, like, if you move, like, with a controller, if you press, you know, if you have, like, a, like a first-person shooter-style setup where you can, you know, move and then move, look around with your head, like, apparently that's the thing that makes you throw up the most, you know, like, because you're moving, but your body's not actually yeah. moving. But, so, like, everything is all about teleporting. Like, you look at something and you teleport to that place. And that just, it's like... So every game is just about teleporting or you're in a wheelchair or you're on a track or you're in a roller coaster or you're in a spaceship. <laughs> There's always an excuse why you don't have any, le- you, your legs don't move, you know, because if they do, you throw up. You know? But then there's things like Resident Evil 7, which had a massive Capcom display, which yeah. is all about the VR experience. How so, are you going to play that game for like 20 hours? It's like... Yeah, so they, they must have figured out some way of getting over that nausea problem, at least to a degree. But, uh, but then with that with that game too, they make it so you can switch out of it if you want to, just like on the fly. Yeah, the game is just... 100% optional, which is super cool. Yeah. Which makes but... you realize that, which makes it sound like, you know, nobody's ever going to be able to play this game entirely in one sitting in VR. It'll be just like the virtual boy, you know, pop like, hey, take a break after 10 minutes because you're going to burn your eyes out. (laughs) That's right. But, you know, James, I think you brought up a good point on Twitter um, Mm -hmm. earlier today, maybe. Yes. (laughs) About just VR stuff anyways. And I think just in general, right now, it's just like too expensive. Oh, yeah. The reason why I tweeted that out was that, was was it somebody from Alienware or? Yeah, Alienware. And he was like, uh, uh, people are going to buy Alienware laptops and VR, and it's going to become like the next Wii. And then I was like, well, yeah, $2,000, $200, that's the same thing. Uh, it's like, what is that guy? Is that guy on crack? Because, yeah, like, that, that was definitely one of the big things with the Wii was it was so cheap. Anyone can yeah. pick one of those things up. For it's, it's like, yeah, I, I know what he means. Like, I, I think yeah. I understand one point that it, probably what he means is like, you know, the feeling of like, you know, when right. you grab the Wii remote and you bowl the ball. It's the same feeling as when you put on the headset and you're looking around and it's like, wow, I'm in a different world. That's probably comparable. But sure, like, absolutely. But the the experience of well, a buying it and b and b throwing up after ten minutes that is not nothing like the Wii because you know grandma's going to be hurling into a bucket and you know dad's going to be bankrupt. You know, working three jobs to even you know buy the thing in the first place. So 
you know, right. the family is going to be destitute and, you know, without a house. Right. And at, least with, it, at least with PlayStation VR, it's like, isn't it the most affordable of all of them that are out right now? But yep. that's assuming you have a PS4, you got to have the move controllers. And then, I mean, if you don't have any of that stuff, then that's that's like a thousand dollars right there, you know. Yeah, the VR headset for PS VR is four hundred dollars, I think. Right, and the, the PS Pro, PS4 Pro is four hundred, isn't it? Um, right. So it's four hundred plus four hundred plus whatever move controllers cost. So yeah, right. eight, at least nine hundred to you know a thousand dollars for the cheapest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm I'm still not writing VR off as a oh, as a thing yeah. that will like I I don't have enough information either way. I'm letting VR do its thing and seeing how it pans out. But yeah, I'm I think not that's interested what it in it, and I have no stake in the whole thing. I I just think VR is going to be something you play at someone else's house or at an event or you know in a you know some other place. It's not going to be something that you loads of people are going to buy for themselves and play a lot. You know. Right, it'd be a good thing for game centers or arcades here to. Yeah, yeah, big time. I'm I mean, very excited for game centers. Yeah, arcades for yes. people who speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, well, boys, I think that pretty much does all of our hands-on stuff with TGS. Well, apart from the most important thing that happened at TGS. Yes, my I video. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I played Kingdom Hearts. It was good. Oh, That's okay. Pretty much all I need to say about it. Okay. Oh, right. I've heard of that. It's Final Fantasy with Disney characters. Right. Yeah. Cyrus, Cyrus, I think that's one of the things we talked about earlier. Oh, oh there you go. Maybe. Oh, I th- yeah. I think oh, I that's mention. right. We just heard it. I remember we now. Yes, thank heard you it. for reminding me. We we just had such in depth conversations on the rest of the show too. I forgot about <laughs> that earlier part we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, team. Yeah. So, um, if you if you want to know what it was like to be at TGS, and you also want to find about three exclusive NX games that were revealed? Question mark <laughs> at, at TGS. Then you need to watch my video. Um, so yeah, check out my YouTube channel and uh, see me interview loads of developers and get you know some serious in-depth reporting behind the scenes of, uh, of people developing NX games. Hmm. <clears throat> and um, if you want to see the best game at the Konami booth, check out my oh, Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. You're talking about the bullet time thing? Yes, yes. No, no, yeah. you don't need to check out Danny's Twitter. It's also in my video. My name <laughs> You, this, can, uh, you, you didn't do that, right? Sorry? I didn't do it, and I will regret it till the day I die. You will. If I you mean, see, who, who, who would turn down a chance to be in bullet time? It's something that we've been looking forward to since like the late nineties. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it was. It was really cool. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. You can see my mad hops, and I about twisted my ankle when I came down. <laughs> Danny like crippling himself, and he lands almost. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was great. Um, yeah. Okay. So basically, they had like yeah, like a bullet time set up and they, you could choose a, choose a prop and then just like you know do something and then they give you a QR code so you could download the uh, the movie file and a physical oh, picture too oh yeah I've got the picture I forgot I brought this in with me uh, the video viewers can see my uh, oh, video of uh, a booth babe oh sorry companion uh, gut punching me in bullet time yes so yeah I don't know where the hell my picture is <laughs> <laughs> you left it at my house I put it in the bin <laughs> Thank you very much. 
<laughs> so I guess continuing on here, it, are we done with stuff that we played, guys? Yeah. Okay. There's a little bit of news here, actually. Yeah. So I remember seeing this. I was at I was walking around the Capcom booth on Saturday, and I was thinking, oh, there's gonna they're gonna talk about you know Ace Attorney. Eh, I'm just gonna go home or just get out of here early. But so apparently, a sequel to Dai Yokuten Saiban was announced um, at the show. And if you guys remember, this is actually a sequel to a game that came out last year. It's like the uh, 19th century era. Uh, oh, one with Holmes? Sherlock Holmes and stuff right. never left Japan. Well, guess what? Right. Getting another, <laughs> another one's coming out. So, yeah, uh, so that that's uh, they they never released the the second uh, the one where you play as Edgeworth, like the prosecutor game. That was never released in English, and now they've got this first the great Ace Attorney never released in English. But right. Again, it's hard to be a Phoenix Wright fan. <laughs> well, I mean, with this one too, they they didn't say anything about you know when the release date was or even what platform it's going to be on. So I mean, hmm. this could be a weird thing where it's NX um, confirmed. Could be on NX. Could be on smartphones. All that could be the same thing. Could be blown. Boom. And then. I was kind of mentioning this earlier in the show as well, but, you know, in regards to Megami Meguri, uh, like I said, free to start, blah, blah, blah. There is actually a collector's package that is going to be coming out as well. Uh, this includes, like, some kind of special box, an art book, and a soundtrack CD, and, like, a cloth poster, and then, like, some item download codes. And this is all about 5,800 yen, so about, like, 60 U.S. dollars or so. And uh, they also have a complete edition that I think is just limited to the eCapcom web store bullshit or something. Um, <laughs> it's it's basically everything that was in the edition before this, and it also comes with some other exclusive art box, two acrylic like stands of uh, Tsukumo, the the goddess, is an icy card an icy card pass case. An icy card? It's a bit chilly, is it? <laughs> what? An icy card? It's very icy. It's very cold. I see. Like my guy Gucci Mane. If you're wondering what an acrylic stand is, you can look at Cyrus's video right now and you'll get a a glimpse of, oh, look at it. It's acrylic and it stands by itself. Yeah. There's one that's actually, I remember looking, it's like one's actually of the character, one's like a kind of like a background type of a deal. And uh, you also get some kind of a uh, cleaning cloth. Yahoo. <laughs> well, you know, so. you got these acrylic stands. They've got this cute little girl on them. You need something to clean that thing off with. They're... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we don't need to go any further. Anyway, so... So after, to... after TGS... Oh, sorry, Danny. What are, we gonna, we're gonna, are we not doing new business today, right? No. That thing... That okay. I, I know well, for me, my new business was TGS. Okay, well... Kind of new business, but not really new business. So, like, Danny, you went to TGS on Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah. A little bit of Saturday, the public day. And Cyrus, you were just Friday. Just Friday. And I was just Thursday. And as far as we know, Ty didn't go, as far as we know. I don't think Ty had a chance to go. I don't think Ty, Ty went. Um, but on the Saturday, after Danny had uh, done the public day a little bit, he came over to my place, and we played a few games together, didn't we, Danny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played a bit of uh, Mario Kart 8 um, mm-hmm. multiplayer. You know, I don't think I'd ever played four player before, actually. Yeah, I have. Maybe I'm not a loser. <laughs> <laughs> or should oh, it be the other way? Or should it be the oh, other Danny, way? Danny, you didn't, you didn't want to say that. 
Yeah. You're not a loser? Okay. No. I, did you or did you not get beaten by a five-year-old? I don't think... <laughs> did I? Uh, were, were, you, were you not on the losing team against a five-year-old? Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Literally, yes, I was. But it wasn't a team of five-year-olds, thank you very much. It was not. <laughs> Um, it was a team with a five-year-old on it, and you got is, you got creamed twice. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say cream. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it at that then. That's the new business done. <laughs> uh, what an asshole! I mean, I did. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, next, I think we're going to go ahead and move on to a little bit of feedback. things off the feedback obviously if you guys ever want to fire off some kind of an email angry or whatever uh you can email us at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com if you want to follow us on twitter or send us some kind of nasty snarky comment there you can do that at the famicast and get your stuff right on the air like these guys so uh james what do we got here today dude what have we got good question <laughs> um, so first one is from Lady Lindis. Uh, she was just said she's been catching up on old episodes of the Famicast. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit behind, and she was wondering why I was speaking Japanese in episode eighty-three. And she was asking, was I edited in or something? Like I wasn't on the episode, and you just edited me in or something? Yes. No. <laughs> no, no. 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 I was. I was doing that on purpose. Um, I don't know. I think I was doing it because it was the day after the Brexit vote and he was butt hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry, the thing by, that, by being too insensitive. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I mean, we're not supposed to talk like politics on, you know, uh the podcast, so I thought Says I'll, who? I'll just say it in Japanese and then people won't be able to understand. Yeah, I think lady, he was just cursing incessantly in Japanese. <laughs> I think Lady Lingus can understand Japanese. So, yeah, if you, if you could understand what I was saying, then by all means, you know, tell us. And uh, I'll tell you if you're right or not. Um, or to say you're wrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> or pretend that they're wrong to cover my tracks. Yes. And the next is from Rich, uh, hacker alias at Rich70. I think that's the letter O, not the zero. Um, so this is in relation to, I guess, this. oh yeah, Nintendo Direct. Um, we're talking about Shibata, um, talking about football and stuff. He mentioned that, yeah, American football is also 11 aside. So <laughs> Shibata was, Danny, you didn't mention that, by the way. You, no. you, you could have corrected me at the time, but whatever. Dude, actually, what I an never, asshole. well, I, no, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> I had never heard the term, uh, what, is, what did you say, 11 aside? 11 aside, yeah. I'm not trying to be an idiot here. I just never like, heard that. But yeah, I mean, American football, you have 11 guys like on, your, on the field at the same time, like 11 on 11. Well, um, we usually contrast it with five aside, which is like, um, you know, like indoor football or like, you know, you know fast paced. Have you ever oh, seen arena five football? aside football? Arena Sorry? football? I think they have like eight. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It could be that. Could be that. Football, I think, is like uh, or futsal. Futsal, futsal, yeah, yeah. They call it in Japanese futsal. 
Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, he was saying that, yeah, Shibata was just saying that to contrast it with the simplified games like Mario Strikers, which I think is like seven aside or something weird, right? Ah, um, sure. So he said the same distinction was made in the North American version, you know, saying it was, you know, the, 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 the football game in the, what is that? Not sports mix. <laughs> What's it called? No, no, oh, no. Okay. Was it sports mix? No, no. Or, no. or was it the Olympics no, game? I can't God. remember now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Whatever that multi-sport game is coming to 3DS. Refer to the previous episode of the fan. Refer to the previous episode. <laughs> it's, uh, it's real football, real soccer. Yeah. Okay, whatever sure. you want to call it. So, yep. yeah. Anyway, thanks for clarifying that. Because I didn't know American football had 11, was 11 aside. Loser. <laughs> God, you guys had, you had a chance to call it a different name. You had a chance to add different amount of players, but nope. I just thought you'd just copy everything. Pretty You're cool. pointing to me like it's my yeah, fault. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm pointing directly at Danny. Yeah, it is my fault. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize for my hubris. Um, uh, I th- good. I think that is everything. Right. Terry Beckham tweeted like a weird video of, um, of like a jelly bean. <laughs> Do you know? Did you ever see this like, there were these like mobile phones, like you oh, know, like yeah. a man. I love phone. those sexy jelly beans. The sexy jelly bean video. video I don't know why he tweeted that at, at us. So I just said, "Why?" And he said, "I've been wondering why for years." So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I was confused. Um, so I know. Probably. Recently, there was some articles going around on websites of like the top ten weirdest Japanese commercials. So uh, that <laughs> right, was right. on the list. So maybe yeah, that... he, he stumbled upon it again there. Yes, exactly. That would have been uh, that would have been made sense. Okay, I think that's it. Okay. Well. Um, I think that actually kind of brings us to a close for our TGS episode. Um, do we have any closing <laughs> thoughts on TGS? Sad, sad trombone sand? Yeah, pretty much. Well, next year is going to be super exciting, right? Because NX, third-party NX games are going to be there. Right. Scorpio will be out for the Xbox. I'm sure that will get some serious oh God. press time in Mic- Japan. Oh, yeah. I, t- I took a picture of the Microsoft booth. It was like a, you know, like there a was two- actually a Microsoft booth? Yeah, it was it was two meters wide, and it had a laptop in the middle. And there was a Microsoft sign, and that was it. I literally did not even notice that. Yeah, I think it was right next to that Bluetooth sniper rifle game that I was playing. <laughs> was <laughs> it the obscure was it in the indie section, section or what? Yeah, the it, Xbox is now considered an obscure awkward yeah, peripheral. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was Microsoft. Add on for your television. <laughs> they, fi- they finally realize it's not worth trying you know right. after spending you know 10 literally like 10 million dollars last year like you know a booze the size of the world and with, with zero people inside right oh, maybe we shouldn't do that every year <laughs> when they're selling literally what is it a hundred units a week as, yeah. we, as we make fun of or oh, well we haven't done charts in a while uh, sorry it's my fault should we do chat uh, next year? Next uh, episode? Next year? Sure. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> it might have changed by then. Yeah. Also, 
we're thinking positively, let's use the Famicast curse for good. You know, we're doing this episode right live right now. So the NX is probably going to be announced, you know, in October, right? So it's going to be announced while we're recording a Famicast. So it could be like, not this episode, maybe the next episode or the one after that. You know, so, and the next, by the time, what is it? Episode 88? 88. Before, I'm going to say, before I'm Famicast 90, we're going to know what the NX is. So that's I think exciting. That's a, that's a fair so, thing. Everyone say. at home, tell your friends they should all listen to the Famicast because that's probably when the NX is going to be released. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, so, while we're you, unaware you want, of it. <laughs> you want the scoop, you should find out when the NX or when the Famicast is recorded and you gotta you got to watch some podcasts to figure that out. Yes. It'll be while we're recording Famicast 90. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, if we don't have any other TGS-related stuff, um, yeah, maybe we should just uh, end this on a high note, question mark, <laughs> before um, we spin out of control on our TGS unicycle. Um, <laughs> too late. <laughs> yeah. Already in the gutter, covered yeah. in shit. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> colorful, um, multicolored, you know, anime shit. Yeah. Yes. If you, if you stuck with us for this long, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> that if, would make a good episode title, actually. What? Colorful anime shit. <laughs> maybe not this episode. Maybe a future one. Look, you you're making Danny cry. We gotta I'm finish. crying. I'm crying. <laughs> um, so it yeah, is a bit lot. <laughs> he did it after he did it after he lost at Mario Kart to a five year old. <laughs> well, to close out the show today, we're gonna go ahead and give out a Twitter handle so you guys know where to find us. Again, for the Famicast, you can follow us at the Famicast. If you want to follow me, Danny Bivens, you can follow me at Danny Biv D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V. No S, no Z, unless you want to. James, how about you, man? At Famicomplicated. Check out my pinned tweet to be watching the video. Sweet. And uh, uh, Cyrus, what do you know? find me at Celsi, C-E-L-L-S-A-I, where I talk about my questionable food choices while at TGS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ty shit weird. himself. Ty, Cyrus shit, shit himself. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, pretty close to it. So, <laughs> like... Cyrus, <laughs> Cyrus and I ate, ate, ate a hot dog and like had like sodas or something, and then he ended up throwing up or yeah, whatever. I, like, I was literally, like, just lying on a bench outside the TGS, the Makuhari Mese, the hall that it's all held in. I was, like, lying on a bench for about an hour afterwards because I felt so sick. I was Jesus, transition. man. So, uh, ah, I think, I think I put a coin in your hat on the way out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what made it worse is, like, I, I'm a huge Skullgirls fan, Lab Zero fan of the developers of that game. And I bumped into two of the, like, the CEO and one of their, their main developers at the show, and they're like, hey, Cyrus, I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, oh, dude, I would love to talk to you, but I'm all over, throw up all over you now if I don't leave the building immediately. <laughs> and I thought, I thought I was doing bad because after the show, I went and had like tacos, a lot of French fries, <laughs> and like some nachos. And I thought I was going to get sick. But that's like, you know, that, that's my fault, you know, totally. That, Danny, you've built up an immunity to those kind of things by now, I think. Kind of. Maybe I have. It's, it's bizarre. But anyway, I don't think Cyrus, Cyrus doesn't live on those things. Usually. I was just thinking the same thing, Cyrus. As sick as I was, I still stopped into like a McDonald's at 10 p.m. <laughs> on my way home. So, you know, life choices were made. God bless you, lad. <laughs> <laughs> 
And on that note, uh, maybe we should end the regular part of the episode here. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, As always, thank you, James and Cyrus, for joining me. And we'll catch you next time. Peace out.